0: Hey, TRB fans, it's James here, and I just wanted to tell you about Jewelrybrands.shop. It's a great place to find Star Wars pins, necklaces, cufflinks, money clips, and so much more. Personally, I love shopping by character because I can click on the child and see everything Grogu all in one place. And if you do decide to pick something up, make sure you use promo code TRB at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. Again, that's Jewelrybrands.shop and promo code TRB. Enjoy the episode and may the force be with you.
1: it's my Wookiee impression welcome back to the resistance broadcast why did I do that because we're gonna talk about Wookiees oh, yeah. welcome everybody to the show it is our Monday show so we're gonna talk about the latest going on in Star Wars news thank you so much for joining us if you're new to TRB welcome um, make sure you subscribe to our show whether that's on youtube.com slash Star Wars videos or your preferred podcast app we are available everywhere Uh, We thank you for joining us. James and Lacey with me as always. Uh, How are you guys doing? James, you uh, recently went to a pretty cool little virtual event uh, talking about the Bad Batch, and you actually got to take a look at a good chunk of the beginning of the season. I know you can't reveal anything because the embargo hasn't lifted, but did you have a good time at the uh, presser? You got to represent us, Star Wars Newsnet. Give us a little rundown on the experience at least.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, they had... uh d bradley baker there uh really being like the main front and then a couple other uh directors and producers and things like that uh, as part of it and um our friend ash crossen was moderating it's kind of neat um it's kind of cool like behind the scenes uh, uh look at uh the series and how they're excited for and you'd ask questions and or just kind of watch and they talked a little bit about the series and what was ahead and with that came um screeners you know for the episode so i i've i've seen the first episode which everybody was excited it is in fact 70 uh minutes long which is pretty awesome and they sent me the second one too so um look forward to um reactions and things like that and actually i think i might actually put up my first article i'm joining lacy uh mm-hmm. on the website as a hey. non-spoiler review um to go up uh May 3rd so yeah so look forward to that so it's pretty cool and the show's great yeah
1: Uh, Lacey are you going to be doing your stay up until 3am thing to watch these or or like you've been doing with a lot of the stuff or where are you at?
2: I'm gonna be a bad fan right now I'm not staying up for this show I'll stay up for uh, Loki which is coming up which I'm Mm -hmm. super excited about and I've been staying up for the Marvel ones but this isn't my cup of tea and that's okay did yeah. D. Bradley Baker answer in multiple voices or did he just talk as himself?
0: He only once uh, went into character as Wrecker um, mm. when somebody was explaining how sometimes it's difficult as he portrays multiple characters to address him like. You you almost want to address him as as this character or or that character or his real so name. So that he has to do a know?
2: take as a certain character. He has to yeah. Yeah, and it's sometimes <laughs>
0: confusing. And he said something like, "Do I is it D or is it Wrecker?" And he was like, "I'm right here. You can talk to me <laughs> No. So uh, he did cool. his whole thing. So it's cool.
1: Nice. Does he? Did anyone ask him if he gets paid per character?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> that did not come up. But it's that's a curious the question, question I would ask. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean that's what i would like to ask him but uh, his agent would probably pop in like no we can't answer that yeah We're yeah still... yeah um but yeah who knows what the future is with animated clones so this may be one of his
0: last uh hurrahs who
1: oh knows? i do have a
2: question is the bad yeah. batch saga happening
0: oh uh b9 the, <laughs> the fat the fast saga the baddest the, the bad batch of saga them all. <laughs> yeah uh probably yeah yeah <laughs>
1: So if you didn't know what that joke was. Uh... I
2: love that John mocks me when I don't laugh at his jokes. But every time I make a joke, he is straight up silent. He no, is it's not only silent. Two. He groans. He rolls his eyes. No, he keeps his I face don't. straight.
1: It's because you, two,
2: you,
1: you <laughs> did this bit a couple weeks ago or last week on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you just like went on and on. And I wasn't a part of it. On and so on just like, for
2: him is like 45 seconds. That's on 45. and on.
1: We, we more or less funny. went on and on. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. It's just because <laughs> I don't like Fast and the Furious. It's not you. It's it's the I, I, I don't I d I the franchise needs to go away. I'm sorry. I'm I think excited. it's super fun. <laughs> um, I still have a friend uh, who has one of those cars. He's mm-hmm. like almost forty and he sells one of those cars with the loud exhaust and stuff, and it's I feel like it's because this franchise it still hasn't gone away. I just want those cars.
0: John, to go you away. seem to be dragging this out.
1: Yeah. All right. um, Real quick, before we get into Resistance Report, uh, just a reminder to everybody, Make Solo 2 Happen Day is coming back Monday, May 24th. We will be hitting social media. We want you to join us and use hashtag Make Solo 2 Happen to simply just express why you love Solo and why you would love more Solo adventures. If you haven't yet, go back. This past Thursday, we had our interview with John Powell, the composer of Solo A Star Wars Story uh an amazing chat that we had with him so we really you know we always recommend our show at all times but we really uh, suggest do not miss that one uh i often don't always go back and listen or watch the show but that's one i had to go back because he just fed us so much amazing Mm -hmm. information and i don't know what else to say about it right guys great interview
0: yeah lots of fun and you may or may not have grabbed the opportunity to get the red make solo 2 happen variant as it was on sale Last Thursday, yeah. so
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more on that stuff coming for Make Solo Two Happen Day, but just make sure you're ready. And if you wanted to participate in our video we're doing, you have until May 13th to send a ten to fifteen second video mm-hmm. as to why you want to see more solo and you'll be a part of our special video that we're putting together for Make a little two happen day. Just email that to us at resistance broadcast at gmail dot Using makes Hulu 2 happen day in the subject with your name and attach your video, and you'll be a part of it. So we appreciate that. Uh, James, news time is on the starting line. Mm-hmm. Resistance report.
0: It's the resistance. If you follow news about uh, locations and productions and things like that, or maybe a rumor here and there, it looks like uh, Mandalorian Season 3 is actually going to be starting to shoot uh, sometime soon, and that comes with understanding of the Book of Boba Fett shooting and and when it wrapped and and kind of rumors of Mandalorian moving in in that space, so we should get looking forward to that. Um, But on the rumor side of what I was talking about, with that information kind of comes the speculation that we might actually see. Wookiees, this is coming from uh, a, a rumor, a rumored report, if you will, report by Bestman Bulletin. Those guys are in it for the leaks. Um, but they, they are saying, you know, there may be one or multiple Wookiees headed into Mandalorian season three. And just my own personal opinion too, like I, I don't, I think they specify that it's Mandalorian, but who knows with it being so close to book of Boba Fett and all these other shows as are crossing platforms. Um, maybe I'll let you guys talk a little bit about the possibility, um, that it could be not, uh, Mandalorian, but maybe one of these other shows. Um, any thoughts here, John, I'll go ahead and start with you on this one. Um, you know, I don't know how you feel about rumors and stuff like that, but Wookies showing up in Mandalorian, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as like people aren't giving me story details, like I I got to get involved with this stuff because of the site and all that. But uh, Wookies would be cool to see. I mean, it's it's I, I love Wookies, and I don't know that you know I need to see Chewbacca popping up in the Mandalorian and making our universe that much smaller. But seeing all different Wookies would be kind of cool. Um, I know there were rumors last season of the potential of Wookiee showing up in season two. So this is something that's been floating around for a while for whatever reason, whether someone in a costume d- department caught, uh, you know, art designs or, or art concept art on the wall somewhere and took a snap of it. Like, the, you know, we've talked about how that there's so many people involved with making these things work that it leaks are easy, easier to to come out and it could come from really anywhere. Uh, not necessarily just people on sets. So it is possible, but to your point, you're right. There's been a lot of mix-up where some people think, oh, this is for this show, when it turns out it's really for this show, just as recently as a location thing. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought that filming that was going on in England was the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and it was widely reported by a lot of different outlets that that was the case, and it just simply wasn't. To the point where even you, McGregor had to laugh and say he had to correct his dad and say, No, dad, I'm, I'm not lying. I am filming in California later this year. So uh, it's possible, like you said, maybe these Wookiees are for something else. Maybe there's Wookiees in Andor. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's Wookiees in. And it's a book of And it's so crazy to think, you know, we are in a content coming out dry spell right now, even though we have the Bad Batch coming in a couple of weeks or a week. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the live action stuff, it's all being created now and then next year we're going to get popped with it and it's going to be all this stuff. So the fact that I think it, it's almost good that there's so much being made right now because when there are things that come out like this could be here, this could be there, it makes it harder or it makes it harder for the leaks to find their place. And I think that's always a good thing. I like when there's confusion because then we don't know. Um, so uh, I don't know. But the bottom line, I'd love to see some Wookiees. Yeah, but not Chewbacca. Save save Chewbacca for the solo return, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Or if they do more stuff with you know Ray uh, post Episode Nine, I, I don't need Chewbacca showing up in Mando. Uh, but one thing that I think would be cool if you're not going to do Grogu, get a little baby Wookie. That'd be interesting.
0: Hmm, a little baby Stay Fuff Marshmallow Man.
1: <laughs> a little baby <laughs> Wookie, and if everyone would be like, "Oh, baby Yoda, goodbye." Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Lacey, do you have any thoughts on uh, Wookiee showing up, or like the the how everything's starting to come together as far as productions and stuff?
2: Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm playing off of what John said a little bit with the confusion. Reading a story, I was confused because I was like, okay, but what's the proof? Because they don't have any pictures of the Wookiees. They don't have any. It's just like literally like Wookiees are showing up. Mm -hmm. To me, is kind of. If I was going to guess certain creatures to show up in a show, like this would be towards the top of the list because they're just such a well-known creature in Star Wars that people would immediately knew, like, know what they are, regardless mm-hmm. if you're a diehard fan or not. It's kind of like, oh, stormtroopers are going to show up. It's yeah. like, <laughs> of course mm-hmm. that thing is going to show up. Um, so I was kind of just like, all right, this this seems kind of just like a, I'm going to make a very obvious guess here. And if they show up, they show up. And if they don't, I can pull the well, things change, or, oh, it was for a different project. So I kind of, like, look at these stories as, like, maybe they're true, maybe they're not, but lean towards the not, because they have literally no proof that this is actually accurate. Uh, that being said, if it is true, I would love to see Wookiees in Star Wars. They're, it, it's like coming home when you see a Wookiee. Like, you just want to hug him, like, he's... Chewbacca's the best. I I agree with John that I wouldn't want to see Chewbacca specifically. Because I think every time you pull in a character that we know, especially now in The Mandalorian, it's like every other week they were pulling in characters we all recognize. It made the story, like John said, like get smaller and smaller. Like we want to see more of the galaxy, more creatures, more characters, new characters. So if you're going to bring a Wookiee in, that's cool. But like make it someone new. Make it a new Wookiee that we can... (laughs) have fun with and enjoy and maybe connect him back to Chewbacca or someone else in a different way, but don't make it specifically, oh yeah, this is Chewbacca. Because then it turns into the like very connected spider web of Star Wars in a way that it, it's too connected. Like there's no way mm-hmm. that every single person in the Star Wars universe knows each other. So Yeah. That's like, like even kind bring of back, a careful thing.
1: What's his name from Solo and like show him like that he got healthier and stuff like Sagwa.
2: Sagwa, like, yeah. Mm-hmm
1: cuz he he looked he looked real bad in solo let's see that he let's, let's see him well fed
0: and 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 groomed yeah i actually don't see too
1: much
2: Ross, of Ross are you in uh are you in Mandalorian
0: <laughs> yeah right Um, I don't see too much of a difference between um, making it an entirely new character and bringing in a a lesser unknown Wookiee. Like even even a popular one like a Black Chrysanthemum or something like that, if they wanted to do it. Because in a lot of ways, I think the vast majority of people don't know who that character is, so it's new to them. And I know that that's... I meant
2: more like Chewbacca. No, I understand. understand. Let's Um, not do Chewbacca.
0: But uh, you're 100% right, right, Lacey. And that's exactly what I thought, too, is that... um, the Wookiees are an easy way for everybody on set to have a good time. It's a fun, write, Like, oh, I get to I may create my own Wookiee character, you know, or whatever. Or I get to work with this guy and, and come up with how we're going to work through the dialogue and stuff like that. that. That's fun for all the writers and stuff. And then on top of it, you just know, like, no matter whether it's, it's kind of the similar uh, to Baby Yoda in the sense that like just it being the same species alone makes it a massive intrigue piece, uh, and it doesn't even need to be like a special or or particularly good character. Like Baby Yoda just kind of like moving its head around, and everybody's like, "Well, that's my favorite character." You know, <laughs> Wookies are kind of like that in the sense that yeah. just being there uh, or existing on screen, people are like, "Oh, this is immediately Star Wars, and I love this show," you know. Um yeah. good pick there. And John more a creatures. point Yeah, yeah. A, a point that I had not thought about that I really liked that you said is is how the leaks are probably going to get more and more confusing as you don't know what project they're for. Um cuz yeah. we have operated very strongly on um like the once a year cycle. Like, oh, this is for Force Awakens. Oh, this is for Rogue One. Oh, this is for The Last Jedi, you know. It's pretty clear all the time when those live action things are. And now, I mean, even with, um, even when it was Mandalorian and the rise of Skywalker, it was kind of like fairly clear what was going on. But as soon as you start throwing in Ahsoka's and Mandalorians and book of Boba Fett's and Rangers of the new Republic, it's like, I don't know. Wookiee's in one of these shows, and then it doesn't like mean anything anymore because that's fairly assumed. Regardless, that it'll, it mm-hmm. a character like that would show up eventually, you know, in one of these right. shows sometime. Um, so it doesn't even really mean anything anymore. So that's kind of cool from the the perspective of um, we're worried about story elements and things like that being a surprise because you know that episode ends with that Wookiee showing up and you're like, Oh, I can't wait for the next episode. But if you know, a Wookiee showing up, you're like, Oh, so that's the Wookiee that I already heard about or already saw pictures. Right. Of. Um, right. I, I've been waiting for it to show up in the show and eh, it's pretty cool. Um, speaking of uh, other shows though, uh, deadline recently reported that the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is going to get a new cast member. Um, the, the person we're talking about is Maya Erskine and she comes from the Hulu original comedy pen 15. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the show or not, but it's pretty critically acclaimed. I think it's in its second or heading into third season. Um, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, it's, it's a, a really good ad, uh, in my opinion, as far as like, the show and how she's involved with the show and coming into this—it's a big leap for her as well, too. Because I think that's what she's most known for. Um, Lacey, I'm going to start with you uh, on this one. What do you think about Obi Wan Kenobi um, adding Maya Erskine?
2: Well, I don't know her very well, and I don't know her project that she's involved in on Hulu. But I like the idea that they're bringing in someone that isn't as known, even though mm-hmm. she's critically in a show that's critically acclaimed. Like, yeah. I don't know who she is. She's probably not mainstream yet um like you said this is an opportunity of a lifetime so i'm really excited for her to be a part of star wars and it's just really interesting that they're still adding people to this show like i you, you kind of figured when they made that big cast announcement that they're like this is pretty much locked in we're good yeah so the fact that they're still adding people it makes you wonder like who else is there to add or who have they not announced um so there is that excitement about the kenobi show i can't I don't know if I can be more excited about this show than I already <laughs> am. Like, it's like every time we get right. the, the smallest announcement, I'm like, oh, this is like going to be the best thing ever. Uh, Sand I will been be making excited. an
3: appearance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, yeah. I haven't been this excited about a Star Wars project in a while, I think, probably leading into. Like, I love The Mandalorian, but it didn't have the same hype as, like, The Rise of Skywalker. Like, this, to me, is my next big project that I'm really, really hyped about. And I'm sure it's because of my childhood and the connection to the prequels and the connection to Ewan McGregor that I've been, like, wanting to see this project and all the buildup of the years of working on it. I just can't wait to see this happen. And I really, really hope they give us something on May the 4th. Like, a teaser, a message from Ewan, something. Like, a picture of him in his robes? I'd die. I can't wait. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. You know, she yeah. um she actually has like a couple uh, award nominations and other things like that, cause she's a writer on this show. Um she oh, was that's nominated awesome. for an Emmy em, Emmy <laughs> Emmy <laughs> in a uh, Emmy nomination is what I was trying to say uh in 2019. Um nice. yeah. Yeah, I mean, um John, what do you think about uh her coming in? Have you seen Pen 15 or or have you been interested in it at all?
1: I have not. Uh, I've heard of it. I have not seen it, um, and I just got rid of Hulu, so that's a problem. <laughs> but um, I'm going to put my... I think this might be my first book it of 2021. Let me to put a book it out there. She is going to be a voice actor on this show, and uh, it may be on the comedic side, maybe comic relief voice acting, in my opinion. So either she's going to be an alien or a droid of some kind.
2: Like L337? Um,
1: yeah um or like really a lot most of the droids purpose in these shows and movies is for that comic relief and just to ease the tension like imagine rogue one without k2so like that movie would have been so stressful and he always was there to just like ah that's funny or you know like to ease the tension Mm -hmm. um and obviously c3p and r2 doing the laurel and hardy bit but i say this because you know in In looking at her filmography, like most of her acting work uh, over the last five or six years is all voice work. And then, you know, I look at her bio and it says in November 2020, she confirmed she was engaged and also announced her pregnancy. Um, So and that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But if that's the case, then she's well into her pregnancy now. And I don't know that she'd be running around the galaxy doing stuff with Obi-Wan Kenobi in a live action uh, way. Uh, And then add to the fact she's a late add to the cast, uh, which you can do for someone who'd be a voice slot. You have the character design structure all set and you're looking for the right person to put a voice to it. And it would make sense because she is successful in the pop culture realm with that show you were talking about, Mm -hmm. Pen15. It's very highly critically acclaimed. And again, she has background doing voice work, so you're bringing someone in with a di- with uh, a diverse presence uh, into this show to do uh, that type of work. And uh, so I don't think we're going to see her face on the screen, but we're going to hear her voice. And I and again, this is just me speculating, of course, but just trying to connect the dots based on a lot of things what she's got going on, her background with her work in terms of acting, and that you know what this show may need right now. Um, so. I'm guessing that she's going to come in and do some voice work, whether it's an alien or a droid of some sort for the three episodes they're talking about here. And uh, just based on her doing comedy work with uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey uh, with Geffen Playhouse, my guess is she may have done that type of comedic work where she did a lot of uh, uh, of lending her voice to stuff. She was on like BoJack Horseman doing voice work. So mm-hmm. my guess maybe a little comic relief, alien, droid type thing.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I hadn't considered that when you first said it, I thought, I would be surprised considering I don't I haven't watched this show but when I saw the news I immediately went to YouTube and started looking around for like the clips and stuff you know like oh let me see her in a scene you know let me let me pop in not just a trailer where it's just like random clips but like I want to see her act and uh everything that I found seemed to be fairly dramatic even though it's comedy based it wasn't so much it didn't seem like it was 100% like a comedy show. It seemed like there was like real heart to it. Um, so you would need to really like land your acting chops or have good ones, you know? Um, so I was kind of surprised when you said that, but I think you're right on the late edition thing. Like if she was, if they were bringing this person in because they thought she would be great as an on screen role, she would have been in that cast announcement uh, initially. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think you might be headed in the right direction at least. And, um, yeah, I hadn't looked and noticed that uh, all her credits and stuff were acting as well, or voice acting, I should say. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, 2020 Bojack Horseman,
1: Bob's Burgers, Crossing Swords, Robot Chicken, uh, the Seth Green projects that they, that they still do big mouth, um, and blue eye samurai. All those projects are all voice. And then her last film acting credit was a voice acting role in scoob that, uh,
0: who was she in Scooby? The latest. Judy Takamoto. I don't remember that character.
2: I love that James <laughs> and me like, who is it?
0: Well, I've seen it like three times. Was she Scooby-Doo? F- probably Doo? more times because <laughs> <laughs> my son really was like into Scooby-Doo for He's a while. He's into Scooby-Doo, minute. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we rented that movie. And um, actually, I ended up having to buy it. And I unfortunately bought it on Amazon, even though I buy everything on iTunes. It was a mess. I was trying to get them to refund me, but they wouldn't do it because I'd already watched it. I was like, ah, all right, fine. Looks like James needs to buy himself a Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that would have helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'm throwing the bucket out there. <laughs> Feel free to put egg on my face later if that doesn't come out to be true. But, um, yeah, Maya Irksine, yeah. Erskine
0: voice, Kenobi. Um, not a bad guess. Yeah. Um, hey, do you guys want to talk about selling Scar? Uh, Skarsgård? Um, he, Hell yeah, yeah, he is in Andor. We already know that. Um, he was uh announced a while ago, but the thing is, is that he was doing some press for uh, um, um, actually, I don't know what he was doing press for, but he was, it was with the Daily Beast, and um, he was uh, talking a little bit about his excitement for the upcoming uh series and Rogue One as a whole as he went back and rewatched it and kind of had an opinion on um, how it lined up versus the rest of the star Wars uh, movies. And um, he had a lot to say as he thought, you know, because Tony Gilroy was heading the show and he really liked the movie and he thought everything was going to be pretty good. So he, he signed on and he's really excited about it. So um, did you guys like, or or see his comments? Um, And was there anything specific that stood out to you? Uh, I guess we'll start with John. Um, Did you see the stuff about him (laughs) doing roles for his kids too?
1: Well, yeah. So, what's interesting about him? I I've I liked him ever since Goodwill Hunting, and he played uh, the counterpart to Robin Williams' character, the Professor Jerry, who was the one who wanted Will to be what he wanted Will to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he did a great job in that movie, and that was my introduction to him as an actor. And I didn't know he was of European descent because he puts off, uh, you know, a Harvard whatever accent in that movie. Um, and then, you know, I believe Lacey, hasn't he been in like Avengers and he's been in like he's, he, their he whole played... family's
2: been in a ton of stuff.
1: Yeah. He's been in one of those movies. So he's not uh, above, you know, as a, as an actor above doing that, that type of genre he stuff. He was in
0: Thor and then they brought him in for Avengers, like the, the first main Avengers. Okay. Yeah. He gets yeah, like he, he had the taken blue eyes over by
2: on. Loki. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: was the one yeah, smart okay. enough to build the, the worm. Right machine I,
1: though he does go down pretentious avenue here a little bit by saying like you know star wars whatever but then i read the script for rogue one and it was very mature and very serious and stuff and it, it almost sounded like those old interviews of alec alec guinness being like well yeah it's science fiction but it's it's very smart and you know so to quote him yeah to quote him, ah, yeah, to quote him he said yeah. so
0: hopefully this one will be a little more than plastic people falling over
2: yeah, I mean I don't wanna hear him say that stuff.
0: Just <laughs> shut up and
1: play the role. I feel like he's man. kinda
2: joking though. This whole interview to me reads very yeah. sarcastic and dry, which is yeah. like very yeah. normal for people from Europe. Like their sense of humor is always like when we talked to uh, John Powell, he's a very dry sense of humor. I read this as right. like he's joking around.
1: Yeah. yeah, you're right. Because then the line about the grandkids or whatever. Well, he yeah.
0: starts He starts that. What you were saying is that like almost like the uh, – like Rogue One was a little more mature and that's like me, right? But then this very yeah, next right. sentence is, but I'm also not the most mature person myself. Right, so, yes, right. I wanted to do it so I could go fly a spaceship. Yeah, who doesn't like, want
2: to fly? go and fly a spaceship? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So it, yeah. it was it was very contradictory, a couple of his statements, which led me to believe that he wasn't really being serious here. He was just kind of like, you know, I like Rogue One because yeah. it was a little darker or something like that. But uh, I feel yeah, like of course I'm going to be the, in Star Wars.
1: There's something about Star Wars, even though to this day, like it's owned by Disney, And it's this major, massive franchise that it still has this outsider feel to it just because of its roots. And, like, George Lucas, like, rejected the idea of Hollywood. And he didn't want to have his studio buy out his thing. And he left the Director's Guild. And I feel like there's always going to be, like, Hollywood thumbing its nose at, at Star Wars just for that reason. Like... I don't know. It's just something that you can't wash off in terms of a a perspective on things from the Hollywood view, I guess. And I, I, I don't know that that's him doing that. But I'm just you never hear people like saying that stuff about like Marvel. It's just like, I feel like with Star Wars, people always feel like they need to thumb their nose at it sometimes. I don't know why that's the case. But I agree with Lacey. He, he's probably just having a bit of fun here. Or as the Brits would say, taking a piss. Um, I don't know why they say that, but that's their term for making fun of things. But I, I like this guy, Goodwill Hunting, great actor. So I'm down to see what he brings to the table and what. And I love not knowing what type of role he's going to play.
0: Yeah, I, I, um, I definitely think people do take steps at Marvel all the time, though, especially like the. Oh really? The, oh yeah, Spielberg hates Marvel. Yeah. Well, there was the big. What was it? Um, Does he? A Scorsese mm-hmm. like controversy yeah, where hate he hate was going back and forth, movies. back yeah. back and forth with them even um, that's fair
1: that's fair you're right man, you're I can't, right
0: i can't think of his name right now but there was an actor that recently like kind of turned his nose up at, at one of these other it, uh, one the of these shows and then feel... got cast in one like right you know like a yeah. month later or something
2: Who it's it's the idea that they're like Ethan kind of Honk. cookie cutter machine just churning them out movies and they're losing uh the heart of what a lot of those movies and shows come from. Like, I think WandaVision was one that people kind of took a step back and were like, oh, this is like really serious and this has very deep undertones that people didn't expect from a superhero show. um But I think that that's where people are coming from. Whereas you have someone like Jon Favreau who's like, I'm here to make fun stuff mm-hmm. and you're going to have fun and All you're right. going to leave having fun. You might cry a little bit. You're going to want to hug your friends. But like, that's what I do. But you just get yeah. other people in the industry that are like, "Well, I'm here to make monumental, crazy movies that will change who you are," and they don't yeah. see Spider Man as doing that, which is not true. But
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's these all these movies are are blockbusters and they're they're pop culture, and so in that sense, like it's like you're always gonna have indie artists who mm-hmm. don't like what's on the radio and what's popular and what's on mtv that's always going to be the case but it's oddly strange because those artists also want to grow their success well look at and, adam and when Driver. they get bigger they get to yeah. that point and then they're kind of arguing well it's kind of <laughs> you know here there. you know it kind of depends i'm not making that music and stuff mine's a little different and yeah it's always kind of that thing but I think Adam
2: Driver is a good example of someone that came up kind of the indie route did a big thing did Star Wars and I was like you know what I'm good I'm gonna go back to doing what I like to do which is the indie smaller movies
0: Yeah. yeah I don't know that he's in smaller movies though
2: like, I they're would not say big smaller, budget in movies, the, not like, big budget, but they're still yeah. kind of festival darlings, I would say. and he but did that. he
0: did that
1: play on Broadway, the yeah. small thing, but they're I mean, not
2: blockbusters. True. Like he's gone away from the blockbuster. Like he could probably be in any Marvel movie he wanted to be in. He could be in any Transformer movie if they really he wants to, to
1: he wants to win that Oscars. What do wants. want? I think,
2: yeah. yeah. I think he wants to win that. That's yeah. the thing.
1: And then bit. once he wins that, he'll be like,
2: Ben Solo's back, baby! (laughs) Because
1: all all his movies
2: are pretty
0: big, you know. Like everybody's paying attention to him when they drop. Between worlds.
2: Sure, absolutely. I totally agree with you, James. I'm saying like they're not big budget, and they probably don't make that much money. Like I wouldn't say his smaller movies make tons of money, but. he does them because he just, likes to do them especially it
0: since be, some of those are are streaming service exclusives like he had yep. the one that was amazon netflix, only yep. and he had the one that was netflix only yeah oh
1: yep. the report yeah. yeah
0: the report and
1: um, wedding story be... marriage story marriage, marriage story oh <laughs> wow, that movie is just do not watch that it on, was a like, sequel a to night.
0: wedding crashers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. wedding a story?
1: very dark sequel yeah. <laughs> yeah what happens when the wedding's over yeah. Um. Yeah, so it'd be funny if like, someone like Stellan Skarsgård who's like he just like this actor of actors and like at the end of his life or like he passes away one day when he's old and they're like, Star Wars actor, Stellan Skarsgård, and he's just like in his grave like, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to be known for Star Wars. <laughs> I did one episode of that damn show,
0: you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he the... kind of is oh. always the bad guy though. He has a bad guy look to him.
0: Um. He did Chernobyl. Mm. Which was very good. good. Yes. Yeah, it's very good. And he also he plays like the morally centered character because he's got one he's got the government being like, cover this up and he's got these other people that are like, Everybody's gonna die. You have to do something. And he's like,
2: Ugh. Is he a good <laughs> guy or a bad guy?
0: He's the he's the center. He's the person who has ah. to make a lot of the decisions on if we if we do the safe thing, then the news is going to get out and everybody's going to freak out about it. So I have to draw the line and say, no, you can't. You you know you you can't do this thing because so they say less and then less those people die or whatever. Yeah, it's like he he had like a really hard, <laughs> terrible job. Uh, it's we're we're naming all these dark.
1: That
2: sounds like shows. your nightmare, James. That yeah. job in particular. Oh yeah, is James absolutely nightmare.
0: Because I'd have to make decisions that matter. <laughs>
2: Uh, I, I like making decisions hear about hearing... like
0: when the podcast comes out i can I'm hear like it doesn't matter None it. None the of role of what
2: this fake character had to do i could hear you being like and then he had to oh my god and i don't know yeah. what he basically
1: did. I'm, well, I'm also basically trying to remember for...
0: like specifics of the show because
1: our podcast ago. panel a celebration is basically what this guy's job was in chernobyl yeah it was james that like preparing to get our podcast panel ready. yeah that, um that
0: that disaster wouldn't have happened if somebody had an xlr cable no. <laughs> <laughs> uh ah. so james this it's funny um
1: he's so he's from sweden mm-hmm. i i said europe That's i said thing. europe yeah yeah he it's any time a a white actor from europe is cast in star wars people are like imperial guys imperial but watch it watch him just be like like a bartender <laughs> he just wants to do like do star wars because his grandkids wanted him to do star wars or something like we never know but immediately when it's white man from europe we're all like i could see him being an imperial officer
0: and yeah it's weird because <laughs> i'd ne- i hadn't thought of that i've pictured him as like a lore santeca kind of a wise individual that's what that i has mean has to it, be it, right um, i immediately
2: consult put him you I put him in the Empire. Interesting. I immediately put him as a commander or a general or something. Like he has. That's that always look. our first. Weird.
1: Yeah, that's always our first. There's certain actors there. that have
2: a look, and to me, he looks like a bad guy. I'm sure he's very nice, and in his interview, he's hilarious. But yeah. he has that bad guy look. Yeah. Like his line about being a toy someday is hilarious. Where he's like, "F <laughs> yeah. yeah, go play with dad. Don't disturb him. Just go play with him." <laughs> right.
0: Right. <laughs> Come I mean, on, the that's guys the in ultimate in dream. The is Avengers. Being, you know, yeah, so the, he's got to play around a little bit with the big blockbuster fun stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, the yeah. ultimate dream for anyone is to be a Star Wars action figure.
0: Uh, yeah, I was kind of uh, curious absolutely. if those were hints, though, because they don't make character. They don't make them about, you know, the bartender doesn't fly a spaceship. Which was he giving a hint there that he does fly a spaceship? They don't make a action figure over the bartender either, you know, or like yeah, you know, I think this he's character being that character. Cheeky. So. I because think he the is beginning too, but... of his
2: interview, he's just like, they could shoot me if I say anything. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't think he'd let something slip right. only because that's what he starts with is like I'm not allowed to say anything,
0: yeah, right. I guess you that's probably right. I just thought the the go fly a starship thing was kind of funny or spaceship because I was like, that's something you feel like, even if that was something that your character does in the show, it's you could probably say, and job, it's like, yeah. It's just a throwaway line, but for him, he's like, Yeah, doesn't everybody fly spaceships in the show <laughs> in Star nah, Wars? Dog. You know, it's like, no. Between no, b-
1: Between him and between him and Maya Erskine, I don't know if it's Erskine or Erskine, but it feels like there's this template and they're like like Kathleen Kennedy or or Michelle Redjuan go to like their casting people and they're like Or Tony. Find yes. Uh, find, here's your parameters. Last five years, someone was either a showrunner for a streaming show or they acted in in a streaming show or straight to television show and they won an award or their show has a plus 97% on Rotten Tomatoes with critics and audience. Go get me someone and they're going to be in our Star Wars. Because it's just like between (laughs) Leslie Headland, this guy, uh, Maya Erskine, who I can't remember. I will lock her name in my brain. It's just like they're bringing in people that people like that are very popular in the that sphere. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems to be where they're landing people.
2: About, I think so. they're just, I mean, if you look, I'm going to go back to this again, because it's a good example. Adam driver, he was super popular with girls and they just asked him, I think it's just something yeah. that you look at projects well, that are doing really well.
1: Kathleen Kennedy. I agree with the girls thing, but Kathleen Kennedy said, I think in an interview, she saw him in Lincoln and mm. the Spielberg movie and said, like, I, I don't know who that kid is. JJ but...
2: knew him from girls and oh, okay. so yeah. they from my understanding is he didn't even audition they were like do you want this role or not
0: <laughs> yeah i mean like he's so, like i guess don't forget like yeah. like when i was in the band a little inside baseball there. like when you're getting ready to put on a tour you send out the email that says we're going on tour and we're looking for an opener a two of five a three of five and a main support you know and you get the emails back and people they they your manager or whatever will submit it all and then they just send you the list and you look at the list and you can see all the bands that submitted to be your direct support. And sometimes it's surprising. You're like, Whoa, Slipknot wanted to be our main support or whatever. You know, it's like they think they're smaller than us or something, you know? So sometimes it's really interesting. You put out the call for the shows and it's going to be a list of people that you look at the list and say, Oh, Adam Driver. That's a that's a good get. That's cool. We like that idea. You know, it's not always that, like uh, go get me someone who does this. You know, it's more like Adam's working hard, or his management is working hard um, to get him the right jobs and submit him for the right stuff. You know, so when you make the, the list and somebody sees yeah. it, they go, "I want that guy. That guy looks good," or whoever. Yeah,
1: know? yeah, pretty cool. Did you know that uh, Slipknot played The Knights of Ren? rise of Skywalker. yeah
0: they did that's pretty cool <laughs>
1: exclusive reveal three three members is that a missing. joke
2: did you really hold on to that for two minutes while james was talking <laughs> oh they're, they're gonna be in
1: they're, they're gonna be in the fast he kept trying to saga.
2: interrupt <laughs> you, James, <laughs> with that he? joke
1: <laughs> oh my um, gosh
0: all right well that's pretty much it for the main stories this week uh there were a couple it's other things joke. that we want to talk about really fast and that is that uh There is a, if you want to check it out, there's a new Thrawn Ascendancy uh, Greater Good excerpt uh, that came out. Um, Now, granted, the book comes out tomorrow. So tomorrow, expect on our channel to be a what happened in the greater good uh, novel. And then also like just a general book discussions uh, between me and Kyle on that particular uh, novel. But if you're excited for it and you didn't see it already, there is an excerpt. If you want to go check it out um, and read a little bit uh, from it. Um, Last thing, um, and this was just kind of interesting, is that, um, you know, there was some, um, there are always, Everybody who works on these films, like the big ones, there's all sorts of concept arts. And every once in a while, somebody will drop a little like thing here and there, like, hey, check this out. They never used it. It's kind of cool. Um, but with this particular piece of artwork that was, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, uh Concept art. Concept art. art. That's the word I'm looking for. I couldn't come up with it. Um, It was attached with the section that was said, Hey, this was a part of a story for Force Awakens that never really ended up happening. And they were going to, Ray was going to go find the creator of the Millennium Falcon design and stuff. And she had to look for some stuff. And the person that they were eyeing for that role was Judy Dench. And it was just kind of intriguing and interesting. I also don't know how this person knew that unless they said, you know hey we're eyeing this character draw her into the art or something but uh but yeah i don't know um i just thought it was kind of cool It was probably
1: like a like a draw a judy dench looking person yeah and we'll try to get her you know but th- in my opinion this is a, a good cut i didn't like hearing any part of this yeah it
2: doesn't surprise me because leading up to uh was it the last jedi I'm losing track of when things happened. Whenever she was doing uh, Orient Express with Judy Dench, like they were doing mm-hmm. videos with her. So you can't tell me that a dinner didn't happen between her and J.J. Abrams and Josh Gad because J.J. was in the later version of the joke video with Chris mm-hmm. Pratt and Anne Hathaway, and, or not Anne right. Hathaway, like a bunch of other people. So yeah. there is no surprise to me that if this was a conversation that took place because Josh... And Daisy said to JJ, Judy wants to be in Star Wars. Can we get her into Star Wars? And they Mm -hmm. just couldn't make it work.
3: Like, that would
2: not be a surprise. The only thing that kind of stinks about stuff like this when it comes out is you either like it or you don't. That's fine. But it's kind of like a what else was left on the table which is always bothering me because I don't like ambiguity. I don't like open-ended things. I like things to be very closed and done. So anytime they're like, well, this could have happened or this could have happened. And here's another completely different script of what could have happened. You're like, I don't want to see any of that because that's not what happened. And it's just the anxiety. Yeah,
0: Yeah, in a weird way, not exactly, but in a weird way, that's also kind of like why I don't dip my toe in legends stuff. Because I'm like, it's just the different... It's not that it's wrong or it's, like, the correct version or different. anything like that. It's just different, and I don't want to, like, get mixed up on stories and stuff, and at this point, like, there's enough, like, canon Star Wars coming yeah. out that I don't really need to go back and revisit some of those stories. As, as good as they are, it's just going to, like, mix me up and stuff. So it, it, it sometimes it's weird when I hear stories like this because my first thought is that – I don't know like that that could have maybe that could have happened or something you know like sure maybe it wasn't told in the movie but like can't, canonically just, it did happen just, or something yeah it's there's weird there's no for, uh, I know, for a movie don't that they need needed,
1: it. yeah for a movie they needed to to put so much in to wrap stuff up you did not need like the, hey, I built this model of the YT-1300. I guarantee
2: that if this is accurate and is true, which I believe it is, but if it is true, it's because at some point a conversation took place where Judy was like, I'd love to be in a Star Wars movie. And they yeah. were like, can we make this work? And ultimately, it was like, sorry, we can't.
1: No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: <laughs> she was just involved with Daisy and with Josh and those videos. Yeah, that was the lead up
1: to, yeah, that was before TLJ. Yes. He about yes. Ray parents. ray and, and, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. she yeah. asked
2: about Raylo lo the big joke.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I don't All right. care well, that, Falcon.
0: Yep. That's it for Resistance Report this week. Um, Lacey, you want to take us into our next section? What's up?
2: Yeah. So, guys, it is time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of different ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of other different apps. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Um, If you want more from us, including exclusive content, mailings, much more, you can head over to Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you support the show. You support what we're doing Uh, what we plan to do for the rest of this year and into next year where hopefully things are going to get back to a little bit more of a normal (laughs) situation where we can all uh, hang out and go to events and uh, travel and whatnot so we're really excited we're already we're planning stuff already so it's going to be fun that being said this is the segment where we let generals be a part of the show our top tier where we ask them a question and they give us an answer and we discuss so before we do that we're going to thank our generals so, thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Kendall Gelnar, Paul Olson, Jake, Jake Houchens, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, Ryan Wara, Haas Aslam, and Val Trichkoff. I think it's Haas. Thank you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but now you're in the club of names that I've pronounced wrong. So, welcome. Uh, Thank you guys so much. We appreciate your support so much. This week we have General Andrew, uh, one of our OG generals. He's here and we asked him the question, what is your favorite Star Wars trailer of all time and why? Andrew, take it away.
3: Great question, guys. My favorite trailer is the trailer from The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, because I was at Star Wars Celebration in 2019, I was in the panel at the Wind Trust Arena, saw it live as it happened worldwide, saw the name of the movie unveiled right at the end, and Ian McDermott come out again. It was just an amazing moment and was something I was very, very lucky to be a part of. Ever since I saw the panel from Anaheim in 2015 for The Force Awakens, I really wanted to be a part of something like that. And I got really lucky to be in the room and to see it as it happened it was just an amazing experience and every time i watch that trailer i think of all the memories from celebration and the excitement of watching that for the first time and it was just something that will always stick with me and it's just a wonderful memory and um it was just an exciting weekend and that brings it all back every time i watch that so thanks a lot guys appreciate the question it was awesome and may the force be with you
2: nice job andrew great answer Uh, I was in the room too it was nuts it was crazy Mm -hmm. when Palpatine came out I was just like yelling (laughs) nonstop. (laughs) so it was really cool uh I think it's so fun that you brought up 2015 because I actually posted a video about it a couple like last week uh when they showed that trailer and just the reaction to it like it's something that I'll never forget so I'm so glad that you got to experience that for yourself in 2019 with the rise of Skywalker because it's definitely something that's going to stick with you for a long time so John what did you think
1: yeah i love this answer um because you could see the memories coming back in andrew's face as he's talking about them like he's he animated himself in a way of reliving those moments and i love that um i also love that you have the posters there Uh, so you have the tlj Mm -hmm. and the The thres of skywalker one i believe you have them all wrapped around the room there um but i think what i like most about your answer is sort of you know the experience leading up to these movies uh, for me, is a part of how I also like the movies. Like, it's all together in one big package. And leading up to TFA, I felt that way. TLJ, Solo, Rogue One, The Rise of Skywalker, you know, being at Celebration, you know, me and James there in that sea of people uh, in the on the show floor, uh, just going bananas, doing that whole thing and uh experiencing that trailer getting you know emotional doing the 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 final trailer we actually did a reaction video for that and i'll never forget that part and just the whole build up to all this stuff is a part of loving that movie and that's a part that nobody can ever take away from you and part of your enjoyment of that movie and it looks like you feel the same way about that so i love this answer uh i i like that that is the trailer for you and uh great job as always andrew thanks for your support and see you soon buddy
0: james yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot I can add, uh, that isn't, you know, the same thing basically. Uh, so my, my thoughts just immediately is it's hard to compete with a trailer. We have such, such a crazy experience attached to it. So I understand this entirely. Like, it's like, um like when somebody says like what was your favorite you know uh movie theater star wars experience and like for john and lacy or something it's like well i did get to go to the premiere of one it's like that immediately like tops all the other ones it's just difficult to compete with and when you're in that environment and you get to see it with like so many fans in a room and everybody's screaming and stuff like that yeah it always it just immediately has got to be like your top number one despite the quality of the trailer how they delivered things or the the notes or the music or something like that um but it's 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 a true answer it's a good answer yeah very good um thank you for submitting the pod race this week general andrew thank you
2: this is gonna sound so lame but the most fun i had was eating mcdonald's mcnuggets after the fact <clears throat> <laughs> that was my favorite part
1: after the after the- trailer
2: reveal no like at the premiere after the movie like watching the movie was great but people didn't react as crazy as i had seemed like it people were more genuine in their reactions in the theater when we saw it with you james than when mm, the people mm-hmm. that we saw it in the movie theater at the premiere which is not surprising but yeah because uh,
0: everybody's there to Not only review it, but also they're too cool for school because we're all here at the exclusive. Right. Whereas the
2: other thing, like when I saw The Force Awakens in 2015 in a theater in Trumbull, Connecticut, like people were just going nuts because it was Star Wars was back. It's like different. Anyway, Andrew, thank you so much. You're so awesome. We love having you in the community. Uh, I hope your cats are well because they're the best part. You're awesome. (laughs) But the cats are great, too. Uh, Anyway, now we're going to head to John for something a little different.
1: Yeah, so we usually do ask the resistance around uh, this time of the show, but, um, you know, Star Wars, it doesn't have a lot of content coming out right now. So we're not always going to do questions every week. Um, So sometimes we're just going to, you know, walk this thing out by just having a little bit of a chat to wind us down from everything we just talked about. Um, so uh, like almost like a open chat type of thing and let us know what you think about that. So do you, let us know if you prefer that or if you prefer the questions, let us know. Cause we always want to make sure you guys are happy out there. Um, so one thing I just thought of just to, to bring up to you guys in terms of, especially Lacey, you, I know seeing you go through the Hasbro event thing and how, you know, merch is still a very big thing with star Wars. One thing I, that I was thinking about, cause I was watching old videos of, when like the Phantom Menace figures came out and like seeing like people mobbing Toys R Us and seeing like Leonardo DiCaprio online at Toys R Us at midnight to go get the new Star Wars figures. Like, is that like, like video stores, is that era just gone just because of online purchasing pre-orders, all this stuff. Like is the magic of hunting gone now? Because I, you know, I've been to a store recently, like a Walmart or whatever, and this, there's nothing, so I'm just like you're more dialed in than me and James, but and we could we could go on a tangent here for the next ten minutes with other things, but I just wanted to start there because I was thinking about is is that magic gone? Like is my son not gonna f- feel that joy of figure hunting and that sort of thing? Assuming he likes Star Wars, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, it's tough because um, in the past year with COVID, you know a lot of the stores and shopping experiences moved to online. And they've moved to online retailers like Amazon, like Target.com for exclusives. So, it's tough to get the figures that you want. Like, if you look back at, at the 90s, end of 90s, 99, and then early 2000s, it was a different experience because they just made crazy amounts of these toys. And there were always the, you know, the pegs were always full. Like, you could find what you wanted It is not the same now like they only make so many of these figures they only make so many of different ones they're really rare they're i think the model has turned more into the collecting and selling than the collecting itself and if you really want a figure like you have to fight for it online otherwise you're out of luck um Mm. finding them in the stores is rare and when i've gone into stores like i have a target by me that i go to all the time um It's always a very empty section. (laughs) There's not that much stuff there. Uh, There's maybe pop figures, which are pretty easy to get. Um, But Black Series or Vintage Collection, stuff like that, there is not a lot there. And I don't know if that's changed over the course of the years. I think looking back in 2015 when The Force Awakens was coming out, there were so many toys. There were so many toys for The Force Awakens. And then The Last Jedi, there were less. There were still a lot, but there were less. And then The Rise of Skywalker, it was like there was nothing. Like it was the end display and that's it. And then Force Awakens, it used to be like a whole aisle. And now it's like a section of probably like however high the display is. But it's like, what, three feet? Like three to to five pegs Mm -hmm. wide? Yeah. And And that's it.
1: I, and I understand and, you know, James, I know you bring up the fact that, you know, probably a lot of this physical retail store type of stuff is getting phased out in a sense, right? Um, I sort of. think it's a
2: distribution and part problem, too, because you have people at the store selling toys behind the scenes, taking I pallets my- before they hit the floor, stuff like that. Well, bef-
0: yeah. before you get into it, John, like w- one thing that I think from this angle is that part of the fun there was being able to be a crazy person. Like I'm (laughs) crazy and I know I'm crazy because I'm gonna go get up at 3 a.m. and stand in line for this said thing. And I think that will always exist um, because they won't always make it um, the only way to get something because that just doesn't make sense in today's online world but I think that if you find the right groups and you find the right things, like for instance, you know, I'm an Apple person. Like oh, I've right, found right. It, I found it. I've made my choices every once in a while, depending on the product. Like if I want to buy it online and just have it shipped here, cause I'm not really worried about it. Or if like, I'm really excited about it or something, I'll go for it. And I want to be like one of the first people that gets it. So I'll go down to the place and I'm down there with all the crazies and we're up there at 3am. And when we get yeah. it, you, you, Or when they come out and they open up the doors, everybody, yeah, and it's just fun. (laughs) Uh, That's an experience you're never going to get online. So I feel like it's always going to exist in some way. Um, But I just don't know that – I don't know how much Star Wars it's ever going to be as far as like a big public thing anymore that everybody wants those Star Wars toys.
2: The last one was – uh the last jedi was the last one that i went to that was like a big deal and they had prizes and even in Mm -hmm. that one it was like me and seven dudes like it wasn't like Mm -hmm. a big thing like i feel like the force awakens was a big deal
1: well that was the same thing with the prequels too the phantom menace was just insane and they almost went too far with it and then the attack of the clones people were like man yeah (laughs) but uh I don't know, like, all these experiences, like, I remember going to, like, I was a big power of the force collector, and I would remember, like, either, like, going to Toys R Us or going to the Walmart or whatever and looking, because the pegs weren't all, like, there's one character there's two. You, like, would look through the characters and look for, you know, one, oh, maybe some wise guy kid, like, didn't have the money, so he hid this one in the back. And you go to find, you're like, oh, my God, I just found a Return of the Jedi Luke. And it wasn't always a guarantee to get the figure you wanted, because you didn't have like, it was just like when you didn't have cell phones, like you didn't know where someone was going to be. You just had to expect them to be there. You felt that way about your action figures. Like, I mean, I hope they have that action figure. Whereas today you're right. Lacey, they make limited supplies, but if you want them and you have the money, you can find your action figure now because of the internet where back in the day it was the adventure of finding. Yeah, you're right. And I get that. But I like the, I guess the romance is gone of, of like the, the journey of finding your action figures the same way of like, you know, I stood in line with my friends and skipped school to to buy tickets for the Phantom Menace outside of our theater, and I'll never forget that day. And kids' will never experience that. And it's just like that that weird thing that like t- we love technology and we love what it affords us in terms of being able to have access to doing a lot of things, but it also saps a lot of some of the beauty of uh, what it was like being a fan in a certain period of time. Not to like completely date us here. It's but, so you know interesting
0: though because. We still have those experiences. My wife was trying to get something from like this indie shop dealer or something like that, and we'd been every time we go in, you know, it's like, it's like, it's available. Click, click, click. Buy, 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 buy. Ah, oh, it's gone already. You know, and it's, oh, it goes uh, that fast. So then, like, I literally. You're not having you're not talking with people. Like, no, it's but like, but the, it, listen to the story though. It's like we did finally get one when we were having a gathering and they were going to do a new release around the time. So it was, uh, my mother-in-law, my wife, uh, my sister-in-law and her husband and me and my father-in-law were all on there. And we got two because it was like, I got, I got a blue one. I got a blue one, you know, <laughs> like kind of thing. And we were all excited about it. It's not the same thing. And I, I could see somebody being like, well, I know when I place those Apple pre-orders sometimes it's like, my 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 computer my other computer and my phone and i'm like doing all three at the same time
2: it's and like star wars tickets like celebration yeah, tickets celebration exactly. hotel it's the same thing it's i, kind I, of I a go to the store for other but, stuff yeah. i just don't think it's star wars also
1: i i would love to see uh lacy throwing elbows at, at those guys <laughs> trying
0: to get the last
1: Jedi. oh my figures.
2: god so this is before you guys knew me with the last jedi when i went to that <laughs> event i was in line i was the third person in line standing there and i alex backus from black series rebels told me to look for the executioner stormtrooper the guy with the yep like the electro staff blade Mm -hmm. thing that tries to execute rose and and john boyega so uh i was like yeah no problem i'll look for it like i didn't want it but they wanted it so we (laughs) (laughs) we're in line and it's me and these other people and they're all nice we're just chit-chatting this bro shows up like right when it opens pushes past everyone and gets the one stormtrooper that they had i was so angry and he clearly was a scalper too like you just know everyone knows as collectors like you know those guys and he won the gigantic porg that they gave away those stupid big gigantic porgs
1: yeah yeah but guess what now now that guy's stuck with that thing
2: it, it was just one of those things that, like, all of us were looking at him like, hey, man, stop. And he was just like, yeah. yo, what's your problem? And, like, you're not going to fight this guy in a public store. But, like, because I was by myself. If I was with someone, maybe. But I was right. just, like, really annoyed. And I've never been so annoyed. I'm all about, like, treating others how you want to be treated. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He literally shoved me out of the way to get to this toy. And I was like, it's not that important.
1: And now and now look at Alex Beck because he's just trying to sell all of his Black Series anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What 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 a few years can do? Well, Um, he has a
2: baby now. No, he doesn't have a baby yet. Steve has a
1: baby. Yeah, Steve has Mm. a baby. Um. All right. Well, this was cool. I this was uh, an interesting little, uh, fun little way to have a little bit. Speaking of toys, by the way,
2: one of the best things that ever happened to me was the Force Awakens before it came out. Walmart they put out a a stormtrooper before they were supposed to come out, and I found it and I rang it up and it, the alarms start going off because they're not supposed to Ooh. sell them yet <laughs> and it was a self-checkout and the lady comes over looks at it and goes whatever and put it through so I bought a stormtrooper before anybody else like a month and a half early
1: whoa wow so what's uh did she get fired for doing that
2: I don't know it was it was like the Norwalk Walmart like <laughs>
1: Phasma walks up to her and has her submit her blaster for inspection And you know it's funny though you hear
2: those stories all the time of like people letting people buy stuff early or like people hiding toys in the back. I had an experience at my Target where the guy was h- like hiding the forces of destiny's figures in the back. That, oh
1: yeah, that's an old that yeah, like I was saying people And do the, the electronics yeah.
2: guy looked it up in his little system cuz I had the ID code cuz now you can get even more clever and get like the actual barcode for the item. So yeah. he looked it up and he's like, "Oh yeah, we got like 3 in the back. Let me get the guy." And so he calls the guy out, which his name is Ben. I know you, Ben. And he calls oh the God. guy out. And then the guy starts yelling at the electronics guy and he's like, don't tell people about stuff. If you have any questions, you find me. You don't tell Oof. them. And like yelled at this kid from the electronics section because he was holding toys in the back.
1: Ben, Ben, Ben. I'm so mad. Hmm.
2: Ben! <laughs> anyway, sorry, I digress. Those are my crazy toy stories.
1: No, do you have any other stories, James?
0: I thought I had one. A minute ago, and now I have not You can't it.
1: t- It's hard to top a Gellar Toy Story. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: My San Diego I, I, Toy Stories are crazy, but they're not Star Wars ones. I didn't have any. I went Star to Target.
1: Wars. I went to Target with Lacey once. It's it's. it's and it's they an had
2: nothing when we went there.
0: No,
1: remember?
2: Yeah. We were I, like, oh, let's see what they got. They had nothing.
0: It, it wasn't a it wasn't a significant story, but I remember what it was that I was thinking about, which was at, when we worked at Guitar Center and Black Friday was coming up. A lot of times we had oh, things geez. in stock that we couldn't put out, and it was always really annoying because I understood that perspective, but also sometimes people would be like, "I need this thing, man. Do you have any in stock?" And I'm like, looking at like thirty behind the counter, and I'm like, "Nope, <laughs> not <laughs> not. Like, <laughs> nothing I can sell you." And I know you want it, oh, or I know you need man. it. But, like, it's just it's off off limits. And I know that I could probably do it because I could put in my password or something, but I'm just going to have to report what to the boss later why I sold that thing, you know?
2: What if James from Celebration met James at Guitar Center and was like, I need this thing for this celebration panel? And you, James, at Guitar Center, was like, I can't give it to you, man. And you, the like, other James, was like, man, I really need this.
0: Yeah. He's
1: like, Superman 3. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been fine. It would have been fine.
2: Would you have sold yourself the item you encountered? Would, would, would
1: I had no. to? Would I? Would I have had to have driven James's crap car through the streets of Chicago You're with his so bum rude. GPS? <laughs> <You're> so- <laughs> he got rid of the car. He's got a new nice car now. It's okay. <sighs> it's if okay, his car man. was nice, he, he would have kept it. I currently have I'm two saying.
2: cars sitting in my driveway because I am so sad to get rid of my car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, your your Honda? Yeah. Oh, I figured you got rid of that. No, it's Um, sitting
2: in my driveway and I'm paying insurance on it like a moron.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, that
1: sucks. Unbelievable. I'm going to have someone come steal it. (laughs) All right. Uh, This was cool. So let us know if you guys like when we have these little sort of more casual open chats at the end or if you want the Ask the Resistance every week. Uh, But either way, uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, But again, thank you, everyone, for listening and watching, being a part of TRB. Make sure you do subscribe to the show, as I said at the top. Uh, Whatever your preferred platform is... Get there, sign up. Also, send a link to a friend. Do the copy, share, send it to a friend who likes Star Wars. Because as we talked about in Resistance Report, there's not a lot of Star Wars coming out now, but there's a lot of Star Wars being made now. Mm -hmm. And uh, like Lacey said, we're doing a lot of big planning for next year for the podcast. And we're, we're expecting to have a very big year next year. So get on board. Tell your friends. It's always better when you bring friends aboard and enjoy things together. Uh, make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. And James Bainey's debut on Star Wars NewsNet coming out soon. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at Star Wars NewsNet. And my movie podcast, just like the movies, uh, we're doing Major League coming out tomorrow uh, because I need fictional baseball because my Yankees stink wow uh james James Baney <laughs> what about you
0: <laughs> um Twitter and Instagram at Meyer trunks and also like I said if you missed it earlier uh tomorrow uh what happened in uh the Thrawn novel greater Good and also just a general book discussion uh with Kyle Larson from Star Wars news net on that particular book so yeah spoilers on both actually well actually the book discussions one is a review until we get into spoilers. And we'll let you know. So if you just want the review or you want kind of an opinion on it, we will start with that and then get into spoilers. We'll let you know.
1: And also May the 4th, uh, you got a new little side show coming out, right?
0: Uh, Yes, the Bad Batch reaction show. Um, So check that out. We'll see how it goes.
1: Nice. nice. Lacey, what are you up to? Where are you at?
2: I have nothing, but you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gilleran.
0: Lacey usually lacy's the one with all the yeah. stuff
1: yeah i
2: am not the one. yeah you are never. you got lacy's
0: outpost and like the hasbro stuff hasbro nah. stuff they have stuff i'm though. not on schmodown hasbro- stuff y'all are doing that stuff
2: i have yeah, nothing that's true <laughs> however i'm gearing up for may the 4th and hoping that i finally get my lightsaber
0: yeah
1: That'll that's be true good. well what would you do if they don't reveal that on May the Fourth? Will you be like, "Oh, okay," or will you? I'm going go to keep postal? tweeting
2: about it, <laughs> and hopefully, it happens eventually.
1: Right on. Hopefully, it's May the Fourth. I hope you get your lightsaber sooner than later. Otherwise, um,
2: Yak Face has been lying to me because he release he's been the happy.
1: gold. So, would his name be Whackface Face then?
2: Well, I don't want to make fun of him. He's not wrong yet
1: no i'm kidding no he's that guy's great at what he does appreciate But him. he did
2: tease that it's happening so
1: yeah But you know what's funny you can walk like i have no idea what that guy looks like i don't even know if it's a guy he could walk by me at celebration i have no idea who he is yak mm-hmm. face
2: i mean a lot of accounts are like that
1: yeah yeah true we have to start wearing like masks and stuff i feel like that's big now
0: speaking of slipknot Slipknot, yeah. All
1: <laughs> right, uh, we will be back Thursday where we're going to have fun with a Kessel Run, bringing that back, where we're going to do the 12 best Star Wars characters that only appeared in one movie. So uh, put your list together and join us on Thursday. But until then, enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you next time right here on The Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.